What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to TTB Ravens Media, bringing you Ravens content every single day. Today is Saturday. The Ravens played their first preseason game on Thursday. They got their first preseason win, or I should say 21st preseason win in a row, defeating the Tennessee Titans 23-10. to This is our you know, our recap podcast, so if you're watching this on YouTube, the next three, four days are going to have um, all of these podcast clips. But if you want to check out the full thing right now, uh, you can head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Spotify even has video format, um, so you can just watch it over on there if you guys want to. But let's get into it. You know, we're going to get into, into a lot of things. Starting off, we're going to take Joshua and I each have one main takeaway. We're going to talk about what we took from the game. Secondly, we're going to talk about one particular rookie because we felt like this guy needs some uh, some more recognition. I feel like we talk about him every time we do a podcast. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the wide receivers. So don't worry. The wide receivers are coming. Um, and we're going to talk about all of those positional battles uh, and such. But Joshua, let's start it off. Ravens, Titans, what was your preseason game one main takeaway that you had? Well, one thing for certain, two things for sure, I am glad that it was preseason. If it was a playoff game, then I would be worried. But, you know, seeing that Tyler Huntley, Brett, Brett, Brett Huntley, and even Mr. Anthony Brown was out there slinging a the gun, I would say that um, Gregory Roman may have finally opened the ball. Now, like I said, I know it's preseason. I'm glad it's preseason, but it may be, you know, a nuance to what may be to come. And he was giving those offers, he was giving those young wide receivers a chance to go out there and get the ball. Even our um, our gorilla, you know, aka Isaiah Likely. So I mean, seeing that we're going to be able to have a possibly balanced uh, offense, you know, that's very exciting to see because I mean that's something you know, McConnor and myself, and I'm and I'm pretty sure the whole TT uh, TTB gang and Ravens flock have been wanting, you know for uh, this Ravens offense to produce. I mean, there's been too many times where we have gone away from our bread and butter and we uh, try to go all pass and it hasn't been working. Sometimes, you know, we needed to pass and we try to go run it. And sometimes our run has not been the best. So being able to see the Ravens offense, even with a Mike Davis, um, uh, I don't, I didn't like Corey Clement. I like how Tyler Beatty and Nate McCray got out there. But seeing seeing how those young guys, plus a veteran, was able to move the ball and then add some passing to it and go vertical and stretch the field is very. It was very beautiful to see, and I just hope all that transitions over into the regular season. Yeah, I, I did feel like okay. This is my. This isn't going to be my main takeaway, but the way that Tyler Huntley plays quarterback. Um, I, I like Snoop. I have nothing against him, but he doesn't throw the ball deep. He struggles with the deep ball. He's extremely inaccurate with it. He has a strong arm. That's not the issue. He he just does not hit those deep passes. And so when he's the quarterback, it is very dink and dunk, and it's very run centric. But all of a sudden, but we the thing about Lamar Jackson is, we know Lamar can throw it deep. He can sling the football. You know, he can hit his wide receiver deep. And we saw the next quarterback that stepped in, you know, for Tyler Huntley come in, uh, Mr. Anthony Brown, and he just comes down. He starts throwing the ball down the field. And I was like, whoa, I haven't seen this since Lamar Jackson last played for the Ravens. Like, where was this? Yeah. Uh, this could have won us some games. Uh, yeah. But it was something where I was watching, and I was like, okay. And the the plays looked good in that sense, when Anthony Brown was in quarterback, it was like, okay, the routes are looking good. You know, the way the field was being, you know, moved through. When Tyler Huntley's in, it's so, so 
guessable. Like you're sitting there and you're like, I know exactly. They're running power to the left side with Mike Davis. They're going to run a play action bootleg to the right. But you don't have to cover anyone 25 plus yards down the field. Yeah. It's almost like playing NCAA uh, 14. You know, shout out to my guys that do that college event uh, thing on YouTube. Um, yeah. and, and you're switching out your quarterbacks when you run the read option. You know, you got your certain kind of quarterbacks that got the cat. What is, what is it? They're, the type is pocket passer and run and runners. So, uh, <laughs> and um, if we, when we switch out with Tyler Huntley, he is a he's a he's a scrambling running type of quarterback. You know, I'm not taking not taking anything from his arm, just like McConnell, but at the same time, he's not using his, you know, his God given abilities to the best of his ability. Um, but I mean, you know, just like Lamar did, he put in the work in each offseason. If Snoop do the same thing, I feel like he'll be better off, you know. But you know, Snoop is, in my opinion, still a valuable trade piece to someone's team. There's still teams that are hungry for quarterback. Um, I think I think uh, the Panthers go pound. You know, I don't know if they're playing today. Um, Baker Mayfield's going to get to start today. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson's going to be out for the next two to four weeks. You know, I know Joe Flacco's going to be ready for week one. I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, they can bring in a Tyler Huntley, you know, to put in the mix. Even Drew Locke can have some competition up there in Seattle. Yeah. Well, hey. We'll see. We'll see what he's able to do. And we'll see yeah. if he becomes a trade piece because he's someone that looked good enough to where teams could maybe be interested. But it's like only if the right situation comes across. But, you know, in, in terms of your kind of takeaway, Joshua, I really like it because Greg Roman this offseason talked about how Lamar Jackson looks a lot better throwing the football. And whether or not that slander is towards Lamar. That's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to say, hey, Greg Roman likes Lamar's throwing right now. He likes it. It's very clear to me he doesn't have faith in Tyler Huntley. Like, there's no, like it is, okay, check down, check down, check down, check down. Like, we're at third and ten, and it's like, drag route to Isaiah Likely. Come on, you got some guys, right? Like, that. that that's the offense. Benjamin Victor on a three-yard out needs 15 yards. Like that was the type of thing that was happening um, because it's just it's just not developed enough. Um, and, you know, he's a backup quarterback, so, you know, totally fine. But when we saw, uh, who was it, Josh Johnson come in, seemed like he, he had faith in his arm. And it was like, okay, the plays are opening. Like, where are these plays with Lamar? I think we've seen some plays out of Greg Roman where it's like, okay, this isn't bad. Where it's like, okay, you know, if this is called the right way. Because outside of the first quarter, I love the Ravens offense. I think it worked great. Yeah. The first quarter was atrocious. It was horrible to watch. I was like, oh man, am I gonna have to watch four quarters of this? It was it was looking a little bumpy, I will admit. Yeah. Like Tyler Huntley's average yard per attempt, six yards. The wide receivers, the wide receivers were helping him. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, he's hitting Isaiah Likely, you know, behind the line of scrimmage. He's hit, giving the, you know, the little wiggle stick, uh, yeah. you know, getting up four or five yards right there. He, it's just, it's just not developed. All of a sudden, Anthony Brown comes in seven point eight yards, um, you know, per attempt, which may not seem as good, but 
he also threw five incompletions. Tyler Huntley only threw two incompletions, which is very different. So it's like Tyler Huntley was 16 for 18. Uh, Anthony Brown was 10 for 15, and he threw for more yards uh, than Tyler Huntley did. Yeah. But, you know, do you have anything else to say on the, the Ravens offense, you know, the, the strategy? Because I want to get into my takeaway. Not, not right now, man. I, I want to hear your take. The Ravens absolutely have, have to. If they don't do this, they will fail. Mm-hmm. Shamar Bridge has got to be on the 53. And not just on the back end. He needs to play. What with, with, with spot? What spot? Two or three? I, I think I think he's the four um, because he's not – I don't think he's going to be out there every play. Okay. Uh, but I think second and short, he needs to be on the field. Third and long, he needs to be on the field. Certain, you know, first and tens, he needs to be on the field. In the red zone, get him on the field. Because we're watching him – and he's going up and making plays. The question we had going into this game, what do we talk about, Joshua? We don't know if he can do it on the biggest stage. And he came out against the Titans. And it was it seemed like almost the first play he was on the field. I don't think it actually was. But it was like, okay, first attempt, Tyler Huntley throws a, I don't know, about a 17, 20-yard throw, uh, you know, right on that threshold. Uh, but threw it up. And he just went up and mossed the guy. You know, right at the end of the first half. And I was watching it, and I was like, oh, they threw it up. And I was like, he caught it. When was the last time a Ravens player did that? Like, when was the last time the Ravens called a fade? When Lamar was hurt. Rashad got stolen from his touchdown. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just like, it's just not a piece of the game the, the Ravens have been using. And that's the aspect that I think they've been missing. And he showed that he can fill that. In that frame. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, like, it wasn't something where it was like, okay, he was going up and he was positioning himself and it was like, okay, boom, he caught it over the shoulder. It was, he's going to jump higher than you and he's mm-hmm. going to grab the ball and he's going to bring it into his body and he's going to wrap it up. That's something that you can look at and be like, okay, in the NFL, a lot of these cornerbacks, they don't look back at the ball. You know, and and sometimes they do, but if they don't look back and you jump over them, you're going to be able to catch that ball if you bring it into your body. We saw that from Mr. Isaiah Likely. Linebacker over the middle of the field, throws it up, isn't looking, catches it. Linebacker has the arm inside of his, he's gripping the ball. And Isaiah Likely is just like, nah, I don't know. He's he's just holding it to the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, boom, that's a catch. Because he was able to high point it. Rather than letting the ball come to him, he attacked the ball. We saw the same thing out of Shamar Bridges. And if he can be on this roster and play to a level that, you know, he doesn't have to go out there and be Calvin Johnson. But if he can play to a level where it's like, hey, you got to worry about him on second down. Second and short, Ravens can run play action here and take a deep shot. The Ravens, you know, 2010 to 2014 offense, right? Run, run, run. But you still got Torrey Smith, so second and one, you're still worried about that play action because Torrey Smith can get behind the defense or Anquan Bolden can jump up and, and moss somebody. Mm-hmm. Shamar Bridges can be that that jump ball guy. We can have Rashad Bateman be the route runner technician. We can have, you know, Devin Duvernay be, you know, kind of the, the pure speed threat. Yep. It looked really good. And... 
you know, we have to see from the other two games, but he showed his exact role. Is he going to be a great route runner? Maybe not. But the only thing that was like giving Ravens fans hope about him was can this guy make big plays and jump ball opportunities? That's what he did. That was the important part. He's got that down. I mean, it's huge that they even gave it, gave him the opportunity to get out there. And I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk about the wide receiver room um, later. But you know, it's definitely good to see see that young man get out there. You know, shout out to the, uh, the little school guys. Um, keep on working, Shamar. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the rest of my comments for the wide receiver for our next take. The <laughs> next topic. Yeah. So we've got the main takeaways down. Let's get into a singular rookie. That's because. Good. I was watching this game. This was this was the rookie that you know we wanted to watch, Travis Jones. We hear so much about it in you know training camp. All the all the players in these interviews. Hey, this guy was so good. Uh, Michael Pierce is like, oh, we see a little bit of Chris Jones in him, and Travis Jones went onto that football field and he looked like he was the best player on that defensive line. Like it was every single time. It was just like, oh, Travis Jones shed tackle. Travis Jones pushes the. Um, center back or offensive guard back gets to the quarterback maybe doesn't force you know a sack or an incompletion but gets there forces the throw uh or he gets a sack on malik willis and it's like oh okay yeah this guy what we heard in training camp was true and yeah he was going against you know backup offensive linemen maybe but he dominated them it was not a a lot of times defensive linemen like calais campbell you don't notice a lot of times even though like his impact on the game is huge, but you don't notice him, we notice Travis Jones. It was like Rod Woodson would not shut up about Travis Jones. It was getting somewhat frustrating because uh, he was like, you know, there were two things Rod Woodson would like to talk about: how to hold, you got to learn it, and man, Travis Jones is everywhere right now. I mean, that was that was the main takeaways from Rod Woodson right there. No, absolutely, man. You know, seeing how Travis Jones. Uh, I don't know if you saw the one play, you know, where he was in the interior, you know, he pretty much paced, paced and timed it and how he just flowed uh, over to the left side when Malik Willis was uh, coming out the pocket. And no, he didn't get the sack, but he did cause enough disruption for one of his teammates to come up and, you know, follow through. You know, I mean, seeing seeing how he was able to, that's, I mean, it's going to be, that's what's going to be key, causing enough disruption for someone else to get back there and make the tackle. I mean, even when Malik Willis was, uh, even when Malik Willis did run outside to get the uh, get the touchdown, um, before that, he was out there moving. And when you see a big guy, you know, in the 320, 340, you know, pounders moving like that, hey, and I, I, I'm gonna run a little faster. Uh, granted, Malik Harrison, you should have you should have got the tackle, but um, <laughs> it was definitely it's definitely good to see one of our young guys get out there, you know, show, showing showing themselves. And him moving those offensive linemen, that is going to be very key and very, you know, it's going to be very key to the the success of our defense, especially that front seven. And him getting on that, getting him getting on that field, you know, and being on that three man roster during the regular season, yo, know, it's going to be a sight to see with him. Justin Matabige, Clayus Campbell, maybe even they even still put him in there with Michael Pierce on different run situations because he showed that he he's big enough. He can cause enough disruption where he can still, you know, make his presence known in the run game. Yeah, and and the Ravens' edge rusher is the the concern on the defense uh, from so many people. 
But if you have an interior pass rush, it's fine. It'll make up for it. It, it may actually be more beneficial because I hate the fact that Patrick Mahomes has Super Bowl MVP. I think it's wrong. I think the you know the fact that it's fan voted shows that people don't understand the game of football because Chris Jones owned the San Francisco 49ers. He was the reason the Chiefs won that game. He was the re reason they came back. It was every single play. He was swatting the ball from Jimmy Garoppolo. He was hitting Jimmy Garoppolo. He was sacking Jimmy Garoppolo. It was every time. Where does Chris Jones? He plays on the interior. When you have an interior guy like that, that's why Aaron Donald is so special. Guys are triple teaming him, double teaming him. Yeah. And when you're double teaming guys on the edge, it's very simple to shift, right? Because you go, okay, we got two on the edge rusher. Maybe it's Khalil Mack, TJ mm -hmm. Watt, whatever. All right, if you're the center, you may have to switch over, guard the B gap because, you know, the other guy's going to the C gap or, you know, maybe you shift over, you play the A gap. When you're the, you're the guard and a double team is coming, maybe it's coming from the center. A lot of times teams like the Ravens like to blitz. If you blitz and they're already double teaming Travis Jones, which mm -hmm. he, he may draw some double teams this year. That's going to allow Patrick Quinn, who we already know is a fantastic blitzer, finds that hole very well. Happy birthday to you, uh, PQ, today. Yes, happy birthday, PQ. <laughs> um, happy birthday. I know it's also Sam Cook's birthday. It's someone else's birthday. I cannot remember who yeah, else it is. Yeah, it was three of them guys. I want to say Ronnie, but I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, but it's going to allow for so many things, and that's been an aspect. I mean, that's going to allow, you know, Matabike one-on-one. You know, if he's next to Calais Campbell on the interior. Yes. Like, that is not too good. Like, you can't run at that. Imagine imagine you're, you know, third and one. Doesn't matter who's your running back. It could be Derrick Henry. It could be uh, Jonathan Taylor, whoever you want to say. Yeah. The Ravens can put out a defensive line of Adafi away, mm -hmm. Calais Campbell, mm -hmm. Michael Pierce, and Travis Jones. Travis Jones will cause enough potential. If you matter of fact, put him in, but put him in the middle. We'll put him in yeah, the middle. yeah. Throw Calais on the outside. Put yeah. Travis Jones and uh, and uh, Michael Pierce on the inside. Yeah, I mean that is very very tough. Oh, and then you have you know Tyus Bowser at linebacker, yeah. Malik Harrison at linebacker. I mean that it opens up so much having the guy that gets doubled be on the interior. Because I expect he will get double teamed. The way that he dominated, teams that have poor guard play or a poor center, it's going to be a rough game against the Ravens. Most definitely. And the thing is, he's not using brute strength. What do, what do I always talk about when I'm looking at my defense, my defensive tackles, defensive I'm looking for how they, how they are in combat with those hands. And he knows how to use those hands in a way, you know, he can – he can get under your shoulder, you know, he can flow with the ball. And and them offensive linemen, they're gonna have to hold. And I mean, unfortunately, it's gonna be, you know, a pancake league uh sooner or later. But that's gonna be a lot of penalties being called because he is causing so much disruption. If he can cause enough disruption, like you said, offensive tackles are not gonna be able to be a uh, a, a freak specimen in the Adolphia way every down. Adolphia way is gonna be able to get back there every just about, if not every, just about 90% of the time and cause enough disruption to get the sack. So, you know, having enough 
guys in this front seven. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think we got a 2007. I think we got a 2000 type of front seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I think we got a 2000. I think we need to add one person for that. We Ooh. need that middle linebacker, Mr. Roquan Smith. You know, you know what? You know what? Then we got it. <laughs> I loved it. I love the Roquan Smith. It just everything we would have to give away and how much we would have to extend that contract. That's that's all. <laughs> I mean, it's just, like Travis Jones. One, I still can't believe he fell to the third round. And a lot of people, a lot of people say that type of stuff, but they didn't know about the player. I talked about him pre-draft and said this guy could very well be better than Jordan Davis because you can play him a lot more. He's yeah. better at rushing the passer, and he should be a first-round pick. He <laughs> looks like he should have been a first-round pick so far. <laughs> I like the way I like. I'm glad you you know you brought it up. Now I didn't watch the Eagles game. I, I don't know how 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 many times Jordan Davis was out there, but for us, Travis Jones was out there maybe about ninety-five point ninety-five. 0.5% of the time. Was he or was he? Yeah. Just, I mean, every just, play. Every <laughs> single play. Like, someone posted a highlight tape of him. It was like a minute and a half long. How often do you see rookie third-round pick defensive tackles highlight tapes from one game be a minute and a half? I mean, that's like, that's probably as long as Justin Matabike's rookie season season mixtape. And Matabike was good his rookie year. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it kind of came on towards the end, but... I mean, Travis Jones is – that guy is going to be special. Agreed, agreed. Um, but let's let's shift over. Let's talk about the final position group. Let's talk about the wide receivers because, obviously, it's a, it's a position of a couple of things. One, it's really important. Two, it's a position of need. Three, it's a position that's very easy to recognize when you're just watching the game, right? right. Because when it comes to offensive linemen, defensive linemen – linebackers it's very difficult throughout watching the game just be like you know this guy's having a great game mm-hmm. unless you go back and you know you kind of look back into it and you're like okay yes i was right you can have a gut feeling but wide receiver you're like yeah this guy's open all the time much yeah. easier to guarantee oh yeah this guy caught a touchdown this guy made catches this guy made a great catch this guy had drops this guy had holding penalties whatever it is joshua how much did this first preseason game affect your thoughts on that entire battle uh, between wide receiver five? Is a guy getting to wide receiver four? You know, Tylen Wallace, a lot of people have been complaining about his performance. Obviously, he got injured, so hopefully he's able to recover. But what did this make any change to your thoughts on it? Um, yes. Um, Ravens fans, TTB gang. Um, y'all gonna get mad at me about this, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Tyler Wallace needs to leave Baltimore. The reason I say that because they used him as a Devin DuVernay gadget guy. And looking at him trying to be a gadget guy, he just, you know what? He, I understand that he's fighting up for a, a, a roster spot on the field, but at the same time, he doesn't look comfortable. Like that one end of round play, you know, with him and Isaiah Lightly, you know, made that good. He made a decent enough block. For him to cut up, cut up and get you know five seven yards. Yeah. He the outside, you know. I mean, some some players that's that, that's them, you know. And when um, when Tyler Wallace was in college, that wasn't that wasn't his style of play. He was outside wide receiver. He was very aggressive. You know, he played big. You know, so yeah. I mean, why not why not utilize him in that in that sense? You're 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 literally taking away 
from another from another young man in a way they can eat on on his field. And I don't like that at all. So you know, if um if Tom Wallace can do good enough for the next two games, I definitely will see if you know someone will be interested in maybe taking him because I don't believe he should be um dummy down, you know, when he had a when he's had, you know, great plays and he's shown that he's he, he he's a pass catcher. So I definitely believe in that. Um me personally, I love the fact that they did get the, you know, the original um, undrafted guys out there first with Jalen Moore and Benjamin Victor, you know, which, which surprised me that Benjamin Victor was even out there playing. I love the fact that Benjamin Victor, you know, still looks strong, look good, catching the ball at the point of attack. Jalen Moore may be out of that whole undrafted group, the most polished wide receiver. When I say polished, I think I think he has good route, I think he has good hands. He has good route running. He can uh, attack the ball. Um, he has good uh, 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 attack at the ball. Um, I like I like how Makai Polk, you know, was able to insert himself in the slot. But I do believe that Shamar Bridges. I know people are not gonna like this. If he if he can if he can continue to stock up, I feel like Shamar Bridges um, can see himself as a number two wide receiver. On this Ravens roster, and and everybody like, and everybody gonna say, "Well, now, Josh, I know it's one game." Understand this: the Ravens can find diamonds in the rough. And me personally, I don't think we we should let him walk out this building. If someone is interested in him, you can't let you you, you can't keep letting people walk out the building. And Shamar Bridges is that type of guy, six five frame, doesn't mind going up there, get the ball, making himself available. He knows how to. He obviously knows how to box out on, on the corners because the corners are trying to play him instead of playing the ball. So, you know, he can always use that to his advantage. And he's 6'5". I've been talking about we need a guy to take it over the top and open it up for, you know, Rashad Bateman, Isaiah Likely, you know, um, Mark Andrews, James Prochet. So, I mean, right now, you know, if we was to go into – if we was to go into it today, I would take Rashad – James Prochet, Shamar, Jalen Moore, and Benjamin Victor. I will only re- only reason I will leave uh, Devin Duvernay. I will I will leave Devin Duvernay on the field. You know, special teams guy. But Tyler Wallace, you know, if you're gonna if he's gonna be the third wide receiver or fourth wide receiver, I don't. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired. I'm tired of taking away from these young men. If you didn't see them do this in college, why are you trying to make them do it now in the NFL? I don't like that. Yeah, I, I love the the take on Tyler Wallace. The only concern I have is. Who was his quarterback when he was playing in this preseason game? Oh yeah, Tyler uh, Tyler Hunt. Sure. He can't utilize. He cannot utilize the skill set. So like Greg Roman's like, well man, I can't give him a jump ball. Tyler Huntley did attempt one deep ball. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy was open. I don't know who it was to because it was an incomplete pass. Like they were they were like pretty wide open. Um, like probably could have been like a you know monster touchdown, but instead he just. I think he airmailed it. It's just like, okay, how is Tyler Wallace? Like, he needs to be able to prove himself in those jump ball situations, but he just never gets the quarterback that can throw him the jump ball. Yeah. I think if he was playing with uh, Anthony Brown, let's say Brown, we could see, you know, the type of thing we saw out of Shamar Bridges. Because, I mean, I don't know. I, I, do, I do think right now, the way that I'm looking at it, Mm-hmm. Bateman one, I think Prochet two, yeah. Duvernay slot, and then I think Shamar's four. Like I said in the my initial main takeaway, 
I think I think we keep Tylen Wallace mm -hmm. just because he does play special teams. He actually he seemed solid on special teams last year. Yeah. But I really want to see it with Lamar. I think if Lamar, I think Lamar will start a preseason game. You know, he talked he talked with the reporters today, um, and they were like, "Oh, you know, do you want to start in a preseason game? How would you feel if you sat out?" And he was like, "Oh, I, I would like to play. You know, we'll see what happens." And then they were like, "Well, Zach Wilson got injured." And he was like, "Stop saying that." <laughs> Lamar's one on one. Zach Wilson is trying to do was trying to literally duplicate what Lamar does, and not everybody can do that. Um, but hopefully for a speedy recovery, Zach. <laughs> yeah, and Dallin Wallace, I feel like I feel like Lamar's a good quarterback for him. Maybe not yeah. the perfect quarterback. You know, I think a, like a Russell Wilson may be really good for him because Russell mm -hmm. Wilson throws a like, just perfect deep ball. But he can hit those throws. If Tylen Wallace is playing with Lamar, I think he catches those. But, again, Tylen Wallace isn't in those workouts with Lamar. You know, that's Prochet and Bateman. Yeah. So how is that chemistry? We don't know because we – how many games have we seen with Lamar and Tylen Wallace? I mean, I, maybe, about, maybe about two, three. Like, it's not many at all. But he made himself available in those games. And, um, yeah. You did see Lamar, you know, hit him. <laughs> like, we, we've seen the connection. It's like, okay, that was a good pass. There was the one where Lamar threw it to him, and he was kind of sliding across the field, like 30, yeah, maybe it was yeah, 40 yeah. yards downfield. Like, that was the biggest one. But Lamar and him, if they have the chemistry, I think it'll work great. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley, it's just not going to show with Tyler Huntley these deep threats and these jump ball players. Like, unless it's, you know, unless it's a red zone fade. Yeah. You know, uh, I want to look up how far the, the touchdown pass was to Shamar Bridges. It was, like it was 14 yards. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Like, he can throw that. But, like, Ty Tylen Wallace's hit him 40 yards downfield he will jump up and make that play, even if it's covered. Tylen could be, literally be the Tyler Lockett of this team if utilized correctly. I, I truly feel like if Tylen Wallace was given enough opportunities and chances on, on this uh, on this uh, roster, well, you know, I feel like he could beat out Devin DuVernay um, as that slot man. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> because even when I, – I, I remember one time where Devin DuVernay was throwing the deep ball Devin, Devin didn't jump. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, of course, it probably, I, I think it sailed, it sailed a little bit over his head just a little bit. And Devin just did he just didn't extend himself. Whereas Tyler Wallace, you know, he will make himself available. He would stretch out and make the, he will, he will uh, make himself available for Lamar Jackson if he's, you know, if he's, uh, if he's uh, drenched, drenched with uh, coverage, even Rashad Bateman. So now we got wide receivers that, you know, that's going to do that for Lamar Jackson, which is the good thing, which is the upside, which is, you know, better than that 2019 group. Now I'll keep bringing that up because, you know, if we're going to run the style of offense that we almost, that we ran just about in 2019, we have a younger, upgraded, more hungrier group of wide receivers. And these guys are not scared of catching the ball versus that 2019 group. We don't have the dropsies like that. I mean, granted, they're going to, you know, it's going to happen. You know, because you know they're human, so um, but they will make up for it. I promise you that. So I definitely feel like you know, if Tyler Wallace does get an, another opportunity chance to maybe rock with an Anthony Brown, 
um, per se, these next two games, his stock could go up. Yeah. But, um, you know, he just got to keep on fighting. Just got to keep on fighting. I, I don't. I don't want another. I don't want another guy here in Baltimore. You know, get get swiped away because you know because of the situation. And still, we have a running system, offensive coordinator that any that anybody you think has the ball can just run. And some people are you know gadget guys. You can utilize them in some plays, and um, some people you just can't. You know, I rather. If you if you want to do an end around, I'd rather you have Justice Hill in that play, you know, so he so he can you know he can go up the field. Shout out to him actually because he he actually did run forward, you know, <laughs> coming back. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's just it's just being in the best opportunities. Absolutely, I think right now it's only one preseason game. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't want to overreact, but Shamar the 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 one guy that I'm you know I may overreact to is Shamar Bridges, but that's because he was a complete wild card. Mm-hmm. All the other like I loved what I saw out of Jalen Moore, I loved what I saw out of Benjamin Victor, I loved what I saw out of Makai Polk. Makai Polk played a great game. Yeah. Uh, but it was like I knew what I was gonna get out of them, and I got exactly what I thought. Shamar Bridges was okay. He could come out there and he could struggle, and not really do anything. Or could come out there and he would moss some fools, and that he mossed some fools. He mossed multiple fools, mm-hmm. uh, and he looked fantastic. So overall, the wide receiving room, you know, the pass catchers, it's no longer a wide receiver five race. It's a wide receiver four. And right now, James Prochet is injured. Could be a wide receiver three race. You know, for maybe the beginning part of the season, we don't know how long he's out. Um, it yeah. was like a, it 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 appeared to be minor. It wasn't anything where they were like, oh yeah, serious out many weeks. But you know, next week he, I don't think Prochet will play this week because you know he just hasn't practiced. He's already played one game. These guys are going to start starting in these preseason games, and we're going to see what happens. But Joshua, do you have anything else to add on? Um, no man, I just love, I love I love the battle uh, from our wide receivers. I you know I like I like to see I like um, I like to see them keep on going, and I'm looking forward. Will we play the 21st? Yeah, we play uh we play a week from tomorrow, which yes, that would be the 21st Sunday. All right, man. And I believe it's actually on Fox. Okay. And we, Trace we McSorley will be the opposing quarterback because it's the Arizona Cardinals. All right. All right. I like there that. we go. I, would, <laughs> I wish Hollywood would play, oh, just man. for the culture. <laughs> if only, if only. Yeah, I I think that's gonna do it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Check out the other segments. Subscribe down below, and we'll see all of you 